0: It's about to go down. Burning your ears with another all killer and no filler episode of the best motorsports radio on the planet. It's the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. With your host, Jim Bieber.
1: Sliding trophy trucks, jumping razors, and dropping the mic at events across the country.
0: Amy Hood.
1: What's up, guys? I'm a professional fun hacker, dirt bike rider, and monster truck driver. With
0: support from Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, and Dirtfish. Hang on tight, strap in, and get ready to smoke some tires and lay some roost. Here's the man who carries a steering wheel in one hand and a mic in the other Jim Beaver.
1: What is happening? We are here for another edition of the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, episode number 365, and uh, you know what that means? This is actually our seventh anniversary on air this week. I can't even believe that. Seven years Of radio. Um, Not too shabby. Not a lot of uh, radio shows or podcasts last seven years, but uh, here we are to tell the story, and it has been one hell of a fun ride. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, A little bit different format today. Uh, We're going to throw a little bit of dirt in with a little bit of horsepower. Uh, A couple of really long interviews today. We're going back to the roots, long format. Uh, We're going to have to chop them up and take a couple of commercial breaks, but uh, rolling right out of the gate in this next segment with a good friend of mine, Don Schumacher racing, top fuel pilot, Leah Pritchett. And uh, Leah and I caught up earlier this week for about 40 minutes on the phone and uh, amazing interview. She talks, uh, I, I, she goes pretty deep, man. Uh, you know, talks about her life and, uh, you know, some of the struggles. And uh, it's a really, really solid interview. Thank you guys are going to enjoy it. So that's going to be hour number one. Then we roll into hour number two. Uh, we got a two segment interview with my boy, Wayne Matlock. You know him from the Baja 1000. Yep, that guy that took 23rd overall in a UTV. And uh, also, took uh, the overall UTV victory down there in Baja. Dominating effort by Wayne Matlock. He's going to be on the show as well. So this is seven years. Seven years on air. Thank you guys for making it happen. If you haven't already, please go over to iTunes. Hit the subscribe button. If you're listening in national syndication, still go over to iTunes. Uh, Leave us a rating or review, but uh, definitely subscribe to the show. Uh, We're going to have a ton of content coming in 2019. I'll talk more about that later on in the show as well, but uh, hang tight. Enjoy the ride. It's going to be one hell of a show today. Seven years years. 15% 15% discount. Anywhere is possible. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, providing anywhere is possible with a down and dirty radio show since 2012.
0: Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome, uh, I guess, second time this year we've had her on air, but uh, Leah Pritchett, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, coming back on. Of
3: course, thanks for having me to the Down and Dirty Show, and I want to I want to say happy birthday. Happy seventh birthday.
1: Yeah, seventh birthday. It's one of those... Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a bit surreal to be honest with you. The seven years, and uh, it was one of those we put it out, and uh, every year, you know, kind of our anniversary, we put it out. Hey, who do you want back on air that we have this year? We haven't had in a while, and uh, your name uh, popped up, and I was like, ah, oh, definitely. Let's get Leah on the on the line because you and I always we've got a lot to talk about. Just because not only drag racing, but there's a whole lot more to you and kind of your background in motorsports. So I think it, I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot left on the table for Leah and I to talk about today. So uh, yeah, <laughs> fans spoke. And you are here.
3: Oh well, thank you. Yep, I'm here. I'm well. I'm, I'm physically in, of course, uh, tropical Indianapolis, where Don <laughs> Schumacher Racing is headquartered. <laughs> it's a it's a cool 17 degrees outside, but it's as you know, right, technically the off season, and we're gearing up right now on both fronts. So, getting our Top Fuel Dragster with Mopar and Dodge and Penzoil ready for 2019. And then El Bandito, the championship winning factory stock uh, car and team ready to go, getting ready for testing. So there's a lot, as you know, with underway with partners and then with technology, budgeting, all the super fun stuff. But I like being able to talk with you, especially like right now, because we kind of get to reflect on everything we did on 2018.
1: Yeah, well, in talking about that, I know what uh, you're talking about, sponsorship and everything else, PRI ties right into that. Uh, I made the call not to go this year because I had a, something going on with my daughter, and I decided, hey, I'm going to actually do something for her for once and didn't go to PRI. But I know you were there, and, uh, um, yeah, you. I think you had what? Like, I mean, I was looking at your schedule you posted on Instagram. I mean, it's a good thing when you have that many partners that want you in their booth, right?
3: It is. You know, there's times throughout the season that we have dedicated with partners, but I feel like PRI and SEMA too, is our time to give back. Uh, I used I remember going to PRI back in the day when it was in Orlando, and I don't think I was barely even old enough to drive a streetcar, car, uh, hustling for, for partners. And you go there with your proposals and you go there looking for the latest and greatest either technology or deals and discounts. And the way that I'm transitioning into PRI is, I'm not really able to do that. Um, because there's, there are a lot, a lot of companies, but more, more than anything, there's a lot of hardcore race fans that are there. And it's our time to have those like one-on-one conversations and meet and greets and photos and really talk about the year or like me learn what they're doing that I don't have, um, you know, that dedicated time at the track to. So I really, I really enjoy PRI uh, in that standpoint of, you know, man, being around just, you know, my peers, racers, whether it's, usac or indy or street or you know the epitome of motorsports lives at pri and if you didn't go to i mean not you but uh if you weren't at pri what i love about it is there's a couple media outlets um you know that are able to cover it and and so you feel like you're there so i'm we we joke about it we're like pri i'm so glad it's over or but you know pri is a week that we dedicate to um to, you're there at the show all day, but let's be real, you know, activities happen at night too. Yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, you have some good dinners and, and you go to the clubs and you, you, know, you drink and you meet other people that, you know, you've, you've also watched on TV or read about in magazines or heard about on your show and meet them in real life and mingle. Like at the end of the day, it's all, it's business and, um, it's also a good time with your peers.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's, what's funny about PRI and, and I've started going to this, I've gone a couple of times now and, uh, this first year in a while that i missed, uh, but like SEMA is become so, I mean, it's so massive, but PRI, I feel like it's a little more intimate. It's the endemics. It's the people that want to be there. You know what I mean? And, and the companies that want to be there. And like you said, it, it's a racer show, you know? And I, I feel like it's just a complete different atmosphere for me to be up PRI than it is for the SEMA show. I don't know if you get that same feeling. Oh,
3: absolutely! From the moment you walk in, you're you know you're seeing everybody that are loud and proud with their own racing crew shirts or um, or their cars that are on display, whether it be midgets or we had. Man, I never thought I'd not see the day, but I mean, I had two cars there at PRI. There were both of the drag packs, one with the livery, of uh, you know, as a hint to what potentially we might look like next year. I'm not going to say it over the air because <laughs> those that saw it PRI. In the in the NHRA booth with Dodge, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, but the famous El Bandito factory stock Mopar drag pack was at the E3 Spark plugs booth, which I you know it it war- I really like when we're able to run a product and then win with that product, and that car is in that booth. I mean, you go. I like I said, I used to go to these shows to be able to to see cars that I never got to see in real life and and talk with drivers or crew chiefs and i mean that was a, that was totally a highlight for me so getting to be able to be in that position and uh and meet fans that like i talk with through instagram all you know all year long or or you know dedicated fans at tf 4 or El bandito and you have them you know let them i brought the wally the championship wally like nice. it's like you can you know hold it touch it rub it whatever uh, <laughs> it's um it's definitely the racer show now And one of the things that I enjoyed the most was we had a comprehensive factory stock meeting with drivers, team owners, and then the the three OEs of this is still a class that is in its infancy stage, but graduating into elementary, middle school. And it's, you know, some hard decisions need to be made. What is the direction of this class? Where is it going? How do we keep the cost down? How do we keep parity? And when you've got like, you know, the three, the big three all in the same room that all want different things. You, uh, it, your competitors on the track, and I don't want to say competitors off the track, but we all got to come together and come up with ways to help make this class grow, help people understand what it is, and, um, and how to do, you know, just a, an increasing better job, um, of, and, and ask for what we need in order to put on a great
1: show for the fans. Yeah. Well, and talking about that, I mean, you know, you, you, you run in two divisions. I mean, that that's enough in itself, but uh, you took the championship this year in factory stock showdown. I mean, how does that weigh in, in your career? Cause I mean, here, you, you know, you've taken Wally's in that with, uh, with your top fuel car, you've, you've got victories there, but I mean, how does this factory stock champion or showdown championship, I mean, how does this weigh in, in your career?
3: It is, it's huge to be honest. It's, um, I I don't have kids. I don't have children uh, yet, you know, maybe sometime later in life. But the one thing I guess I would compare it to is I'm sure maybe a lot of listeners should do. Maybe, you know, you do. You have children, so you have two and you you love them the same, you know, unconditional love for them. But you love them differently. (laughs) That's that's the way um, that's the way I feel now my first championship ever of of magnitude was 2010 Nitro nostalgia funny car with Steve Kluger. And that was the last full championship that I had. That had been eight years and been chasing it with pro mod and top fuel now and factory stock. I mean, I don't like when people are like, Oh, you know, I really don't know. Nope. Right now factory stock has taken the cake because I've been able to be so integrated with our engineers at SRT. And it's what I would consider at least a ground level i'm two years into this program. some people are just finding out that we've racing these these cars <laughs> yeah. um but two years into this program, you know we showed up with just a a diesel and and a on a white small enclosed trailer We're digging you know tools out of uh cardboard boxes and <laughs> and what would be you know spare from s r t to now beyond what our own performance, trying to be the support for other mopars and other drag packs and grow the class so being on, on the inside and understanding the development with the new with the new engines and blocks and, you know, potential direct connection has been gratifying. So instead of just driving a car and being able to ho- hoist that Wally, me and, you know, our two engineers and everybody back in Detroit and then Schumacher Racing, the two crew members that, well, it's really one that's here, uh, and learning from Kevin Helms four-time Superstock world champion like it had i have become such i think a better racer and even more understanding of the sport uh by participating in this class and that's really what i want at the end of the day want championships but to ever continue learning and that's what this has given me
1: and we'll be back with more with leah pritchett after this on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor
0: Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Right now, we're catching up with a good friend and uh, Don Schumacher Racing top fuel pilot, Miss Leah Pritchett. Uh, always fun having Leah on the show. And, uh, you know, this, is, this interview is uh, quite quite long. Obviously, it's not live. You guys know that by now. So, uh, you know, it's going to span three segments. Uh, if you want to catch it uncut, uh, definitely want to uh, tune into Project Action this Thursday. It's going to air this whole 40-minute uh, interview in its entirety. But uh, uh, continuing on here with Leah Pritchett. In bouncing back and forth between, you know, Top Fuel and, uh, and Factory Stock Showdown, I mean, this is two completely different worlds you as a driver i mean you got to drive these cars completely different how is that for you i mean you i mean literally have to flip a switch like all right we're in top fuel mode all right we're in factory style you
3: You are you're exactly right in insane would be i guess would would really be the word i would describe it I mentally prepare myself physically, physically and mentally for those weekends. And there were times at the beginning of the year and the end of last, I would drive three different cars when we did the Papa John's Charity Challenge. Uh, We all have the same amount of hours in the day. And let's just say when things go perfectly, NHRA, the schedule of the day between all the rotating classes of alcohol, funny car, dragster, pro mod, super stock, super comp, top fuel, funny car, pro stock, you know, pro stock, bike, blah, 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 I mean, if anything gets off by an oil down or a crash or weather, as a sportsman class, uh, the factory stocks showdown, we get bumped just like another sportsman class would. Well, that might bump it to directly before a round of top fuel or directly after. And we have a 16 car field in qualifying. We might have up to 30 going for this field. So we have to position, you know, of my honda grom at the end of the track (laughs) with somebody so i can go down there you know finish with fuel and weigh, go straight to the staging lanes and this happened a a handful of times the eliminations on sunday where i get dropped off and am sprinting past my competition like clay Milliken or blake alexander whoever i'm running steve Torrance, they are already suited up in their car the they're finishing track prep for top fuel And I'm winding myself running this eighth of a mile from wherever I got dropped off at. My guys are there holding up my gloves and my, my other helmet. Like we're waiting for you and sprinting, getting dressed, getting in the car. You want to talk about like pressure on the guy that straps me in. You don't have any time to make any type of mistake. Everything's got to be ready to go. And then in that moment of, now that, now that top fuel pair is fired up in front of me, I've barely got inside the race car. And I mean, by like 30 seconds or so, taking these big breaths of fresh air, which it's like 104 degrees outside, right? It's either Norwalk or, um, or somewhere hot in the middle of the year Yeah, and, uh, and reminding myself yep all right left foot is your clutch not your break yeah. and i'll and i will i'll dumb it down i'll tell i'll go through the whole procedure just one time this is what i do for the burnout you know fuel on clutch out break out, throttle you know clutch break in and i don't care how stupid it sounds i give myself that one little last run through and then i'm fine um but i think it, it, it is quite a trip, and as soon as I get out of that, I usually have a, road, a routine back with my team, putting the car up on jacks, draining the fuel, fueling up, packing parachutes. In those weekends, I don't get to do those activities, and uh, and it kind of upsets the the, the team. The, my top fuel team does a great job of picking up, but it breeds a little bit of inconsistency. So I say I'm so proud of my top fuel team for being the most consistent, at being inconsistent with a rotating (laughs) driver. Because Antron Brown, he'll come in. If we get to the semifinal in the top fuel car, it is impossible for me to be in the pit and warm up that car. So my team's got to have Antron Brown warm it up. And every team's a little different with how they do things. And they go with the flow. So I appreciate the fans for being patient, and my teams and my partners for being patient, too.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's insane for you to walk through it because I mean, I've done double duty in a day before, but it's running a trophy truck and a Polaris razor, you know, and it's like, even when I get in the car, it's like, you know, it's a long distance desert race. So I can take a mile to kind of figure things out and get my bearings. You don't get that. I mean, it's a quarter mile in a few seconds. You don't have a, a mile to, to figure things out. You know, I'm not losing any time by getting adjusted, but you, it's just like thrown to the wolves. I mean, that's just crazy to have you walk through that whole process. It's like, wow, I, I don't think fans. And then some weekends, like you said, you add in you've added in a third vehicle. I'm just like, wow, that's nuts, Leah. Well, well, I,
3: I appreciate that. And the, At the end of the day, the most important part are the things that happen once you stab the gas. So getting to the part of being perfect to even stabbing the gas is one thing, but you can't tell yourself what to do during a run because you don't know what it's going to do. So you get out of one car where you're leaving off of your two step and your first instinct of the butt is, are we spinning the tire? How high and how far am I carrying this wheelie? Am I going to need to short shift? and okay when i bring it back down or do any pedaling in the factory stock car is much different than pedaling in the top fuel car hitting second and third keeping in a groove which you're sitting on the left side of a car and not right down the center of a dragster so all of those things need to come natural in that car and you get in your top fuel car i'll tell you what you step on that gas after 14 minutes ago or some at one point it was nine minutes ago uh where you're, you know, your 60 foots are 110s and you get in your dragster and you're going 819, you, your your sense of, of reality happens real quick and, you know, you react to what that car is doing and your steering style and everything. So I attribute it to having, I guess, a lot of runs. But like I said, there's nothing wrong with ever dumbing anything down and uh, getting back to the basics.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and hearing all these stories, I know, you know, before we went on to air, you and I were talking a little bit about sponsorship and, you know, kind of being that, you know, a lot, 90%, I would say 90% of our budget, a good chunk of our budget already determined, but we're still hunting for those last few races or those last few dollars and things like that. But I want to go back because I, I think like your career, you know, and, you know, reading on you and, and knowing what I know and hearing your story that you've told before, like, I mean. I think it's really impressive you, especially on the sponsorship front, because I mean, you know, your family was in drag racing. And so you had that gateway into the sport, but there came a point where you had to stand on your own two feet, you know, and your family kind of introduced you and they help you get started, but you know, nobody can afford to go to the professional. Well, I I don't want to say nobody. I mean, there's a select few that, you know, just have that money in the bank where they're like, all right, our kid's going to be a pro. You (laughs) didn't have that, you know, I mean, you had to, you had to make this, I mean, and, one thing I really appreciate about you in the sponsorship is you've done your own proposals. I mean, you know this industry top to bottom because you've had to start at the ground floor and work your way up and I mean, this type of the season, I mean, you know, you're helping, you know, you know what DSR is doing. I mean, this is, uh, you know, that that's got to be, you know, I guess added benefit for the team because you know what they're going through right now, right?
3: I'd like I appreciate that a lot. Um yes, I'd I'd like to think so. I always consider myself always on the learn, just constantly learning and trying to stay ahead of the curve. I identified a long time ago that social media and that engagement and that following is huge because at the end of the day, that is just a different type of media. So understanding our TV ratings and NHRA is definitely has been on the incline and changing production houses to changing, you know, um, Fox sports one, and then having all access and cultivating those numbers is huge, but I know, I, I know, I hear directly from our partners what they need and digital media is huge and they all need different things. It's kind of like having, um, I don't know if you would have five girlfriends or five boyfriends or whatever, they all, they all need a certain amount of return, but the return is different. You know, maybe it's more franchises for Papa John's and that's a business to business element or maybe it's more sales and that's a that's a customer element. How do we you know how do we really resonate the message. So at at the end of the day we Don Schumacher builds championship winning teams He's proven that decades at the same time we are a media outlet just like you are and I guess I don't really like to say those words but I enjoy what I get to do because I get to spread a message that I am passionate about, passionate about Mopar and Dodge and being the epitome of the brotherhood of Dodge, even though I'm a female, <laughs> the, the brotherhood of muscle and making muscle and hemi powered vehicles. And, you know, putting Dodge at the number one spot in Detroit, like there's nothing more American. Well, there's a lot of American things, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm passionate about my messages and my, and my fans are passionate about rooting for our team. So uh, and I'll say, you know, I've been, I've always been a proponent of nobody can ever help you if they don't know you need help. Um, I don't have twenty nineteen locked up for the top fuel car. I've got the majority of funding. I, co- I have a couple really big question marks right now on on some large partners that ha- that their industry, you know, is being affected by other elements, and and our racing program, you know, doesn't fit at the moment. So I'm on the hunt right now. Defcon one. As I've been in this position multiple times, um, but I will find a way, and uh, and we will be on the track. And you know, there's also opportunities in the factory stock program in, to add a car. You know, if anybody's ever been watching, you know, for the past couple of years, this class, seeing how much it's growing, seeing that it's not pro stock, it's not going to be pro stock. We're not going to let it turn into a you know a money eating machine. Uh, you know, Schumacher is here to help in that uh, in that grassroots and the sportsman category. And we have, we have opportunities there too. So I, I'm, like I said, I'm here, I'm actually sitting in what we would call the oval office of Schumacher racing. Cause it's the only place that's quiet and CNC machines aren't running and there's not blowers being wind out and dynoed and fuel benches being turned on. Um, you know, so we're, we're hard at it in every way. So I appreciate that you, uh, that you see the grind.
1: Man, Leah Pritchett, uh, definitely a uh, really, really busy one. We're going to continue on with that interview here in uh, just a couple minutes after the break. Before we get to that, though, I got to tell you about one of our amazing partners, and that is goparts.com. You know, and uh, a lot of people, you drive to the auto parts store when you need parts, but I got to tell you, you're paying too much. Ever since discovering goparts.com, I'm saving a ton of money on parts, and believe me, I go through a lot of parts. Now, I know what you're thinking Jimmy, they're online. How's the customer service? Well, I had the same concerns until i use them believe me when i tell you their service is second to none in fact nine out of ten customers polled said they would not only use go parts again they'd also recommend go parts their friends and family look they've been around for more than a decade they know what they're doing It's goparts.com. That's go-parts.com. And uh, when you do that, use slash Jim Beaver. So it's go-parts.com slash Jim Beaver. You're going to get an added discount when you check out. So it's go-parts.com slash Jim Beaver. Check them out. You'll be glad you did. Go Parts. This is why we wrench. And we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hey, this is Jim Beaver, host of the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Getting down and dirty on the racetrack is all fun and games until it's time to get the dirt off. I know it all too well, which is why i partnered with MotoShield Pro, the leaders in nanotechnology solutions on the racetrack and in off-road to combat mud and dirt buildup on my vehicles. MotoShield Pro keeps us from taking unnecessary damage and spending extra energy on cleaning. No matter the weather or the surface, having proper protection on all my vehicles saves me plenty of reprep time in a sport where every second counts. Prep your vehicle like a pro. Learn more at motoshieldpro.com. Since 1970, KC Highlights has been designing and manufacturing performance lighting for off-road and motorsports. Beginning with the legendary Daylighter up until today's revolutionary Flex, Pod, and Pro-6 lighting systems, KC Highlights offers a full line of halogen, HID, and LED lighting solutions for your off-road vehicle. Looking for the best quality lighting? Looking for the brand champions choose? You're looking for KC Highlights. Find out more information at KC Highlights com or follow them on facebook instagram and twitter at casey highlights
4: the subaru wrx and wrx sti a 268 horsepower turbocharged subaru boxer engine rockets the wrx around corners and down straightaways a race ready 305 horsepower turbocharged subaru boxer engine keeps the wrx sti a rally legend the Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry. It's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Right now, we're in the middle of a three-part interview. I'm going to wrap things up here with uh, Don Schumacher Racing's top fuel pilot, Leah Pritchett. And, uh, man, we've uh, we've bounced all across the board today, and uh, that's going to continue on right now. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's something funny that I've learned, and I've actually learned about this a a lot, actually, from a, a lot of race car drivers. Um, but because I'm very much the same way, but I know I read something and you'd said you're you're an introvert that had to turn into an extrovert to make this you know to, to make this a career, right? And I'm very much the same thing, and you know, and obviously I'm doing radio and TV, and that's kind of how I've helped make ends meet on my race program. But uh, I'm very much an introverted person that can has had to turn into an extrovert. I read something you'd said about that, and I go, man, I would have never figured Leah as an introvert because you're so out there and engaged with fans and things like that. But I, I find that really interesting because the more and more you get to know a lot of race car drivers, I mean, I think we're our own breed, and we get in our head, especially when we're in the race car, you know, and you shut everything off. But then when you get out of the race car, you've got to be able to relay that information somehow, so you've got to become this extroverted person. You,
3: you're so right, and if you talk with the people that have known me for a long time, you, you, they, they would they would say the same thing, like, you know, I wasn't ever the one like, really out there. You know, you take a big group of people, I, I engage in – I'm more of like a dry sense of humor type of individual. Yeah. And when you are the spokesperson for large companies, global companies, you learn that. So I didn't know it would ever be at this extent, but in 2000 and, uh, it said be 2008 through 2010 graduated Cal graduated Cal state, San Bernardino in 2010. And I realized, man, I'm totally not smart enough to be an engineer <laughs> or go down that path of crew chiefing. uh, I have mechanical ability, but I knew that that wasn't going to work for me. Only way that I could drive a race car is if I could represent well large companies like Shell and Pennzoil. But, man, I don't even have the skill set for that. So I put myself through these communication courses, and, oh, my gosh, it was so painful, like (laughs) scared to death. And I'm presenting my helmet, right? Like a topic would be like communication 101, bringing, you know, some – some important object in your life. I'd bring in my race helmet and you get to talk about it because it's supposed to be easy to talk about things you're passionate about. I'm clamming up. I'm making notes. I'm trying to, like, read off of these bullet points. I can barely even speak to my class. But I did that for four years and then developed proposals and plans around it so that someday I could have that skill set. And I'm not exactly where I want to be. I mean, I think Anton Brown is probably – the best ambassador that this sport has not just saying it because he's my teammate tony's been well versed now for a long time you know steve torrent he does a good job of bringing out his personality and that's awesome he can because you know it's just him and his capco boys and and his his family's company so he can have a little bit more flavor in there so i am as i'm on this journey of introvert to extrovert (laughs) uh it's been it's been good i just I hope to be able to include a little bit more knowledge of what the team is doing and how we're doing it. Because at the end of the day, there's so much that happens behind those ropes that even fans see during the day of how difficult it might've been to make that Q4 session of Pomona two because Q3 was going fine and you go to start up and you know what your hub crank broke. What does that mean? You now have 20 minutes to do a, second service and you just did a service and live tv is coming up and you need to make that other round to get more points and you see all your guys just absolutely thrash when it was unexpected those are the things and those are the stories that i wish we had more time to talk about but no one's like nobody ever nobody ever goes to the bar and talks about like hey remember that time we were 20 (laughs) minutes early to staging lane no a lot of stuff happens and a lot of parts break and there's a lot of like oh crap you run over to that trailer, see if they've got that fitting because this one just broke or I, you know, we didn't know that those rocker, whatever it may be. It is a, um, it, it's not as easy as it looks with the cars go from A to B down the track. And I hope this year that people, I want the fans to really feel, um, how much, how much goes into it. Cause I think that'll open up, uh, I think that'll open up our market a little bit more
1: yeah you know it 's funny you say that because we 're getting ready and we 're actually going to go testing the trophy truck here in like the next week and our first race isn 't until the first of february and i 'm going there 's no possible way where this is actually working out this way something 's going to go wrong because it 's going to be the week of the race, and then we 're going to have <laughs> something 's going to go on but you 're talking about n h r a and I know you talked about the Capco boys and steve 's become just a dear friend of mine and i 've gone out to a couple of the races this year with uh, with Torrance and uh, you know in the whole you know the, the whole Torrance family and the Capco boys and um, you, you see what happens behind the scenes and you know, there's that, uh, HBO has that show with the NFL where they follow a team through the preseason. They mic all the players up and they, they literally follow what happens in the locker room and in practice and things like that. And I feel like knowing what mm-hmm. I know about NHRA now, if they were to take like your team and mic everybody up and not really tell the story of the races, just tell the story behind the scenes. I think it'd blow people's minds. What you guys go through in between rounds at any given weekend
3: oh i believe it would too and there's there's been a couple pilot pitches for for those uh situations and, and you know i i hope i hope that we're able to do that what we fight a little bit is the access so you know our product of of professional drag racing for the nhra is what happens on the track and that's a contract between nhra and fox sports and the production company which is actually nhra um and and
1: you know, NHRA
3: is trying to show a little bit more of that. So it just becomes how much media are we, you know, how many different avenues are we letting see the product? And I'll tell—I'll be the first one to tell you right now, we need all of them. We need all of the Hoonigans of the world. We need everything to be streamed on Twitch. We need all access to be able to be opened up more than just 40,000 people that can watch throughout a weekend. The more that we open up the access for people to see our sport the more eyeballs that for people, if they're genuinely interested, now they have seen it when they didn't tune in before, like where else are they supposed to see it? It needs to be coming across their Instagram newsfeed of that world record setting run that was posted, you know, a half an hour after I just did it instead of me waiting until that show is aired the next day to push it out and even and get the footage. So there's a lot of um, tape that we are all pushing through together to be able to to, to be up with the times of things are happening. Now they're happening across all platforms and us as drivers, teams, you as well. Um, you know, if, if it's happening right now, it needs to happen right now. If it happened 10, 10 minutes ago, it was 10 minutes ago. Nobody cares. So, it's just it's working on that sort of thing. So people ask all time, like, "Man, it must be so nice. You have an off season. What are you going to do for two months?" <laughs>
1: this is what I'm doing for two months. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's no off season. Uh, there's no time to go down south and do any kind of wake surfing, right? <laughs> uh,
3: no. I, no, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to spend more time in Lake Havasu. Uh, uh, it's, it's created a soft spot in my heart, uh, and I'd like to do more on the lifestyle things. And and uh, honestly, it's creating content. Um, was something that I love outside of drag racing. And I don't, I don't think that totally sucks to, to pick wake surfing, to be able to do that, which of course not wakeboarding, wakeboarding, you get hurt, wake surfing, the board only hits in your face, and you have a huge scab on your nose. Throughout U.S. Nationals,
1: totally different. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I live in Parker, so 30 minutes from Havasu, and uh, I'm on the water all the time. But because, like you said, I I've actually I've done a little wake surfing, but I took up wake skating because the wakeboard it just my knees couldn't handle it anymore. And there's too many injuries. But like you said, at least with wake skating, the board just goes away and you fall in the water, and you know what I mean. It's funny because funny you talked about the injuries because I've pursued wake skating just for the same exact reason. Wakeboarding just is too injury filled anymore
3: right i mean there's i'm sure you could do a lot of damage at nine miles an hour but it is significantly decreased as opposed to 30 miles an hour and the board is still attached to your feet and next thing you know you've got a broken ankle and you can't drive a trophy truck yeah. You can't drive a player, so you can't drive a top fuel car.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, before we get let you go, I did want to ask you one question because you mentioned the Capco boys. Um, your husband works for the Capco boys. I want to know what any given weekend is like with uh, with the Pritchett household, with uh, with Gary and you. I mean, like, I mean, I'm assuming if anybody's going to get second, like, well, I don't even know second because you've got your, all your teammates are at DSR. How does that work? Is there bragging rights within the household, Leah? I'll tell you what is most dynamic
3: relationship and situation i've ever (laughs) seen and i'm even from the inside or the outside so you always want your significant other you want the best thing in life for them and for them to be successful but if their success means that you're not having success you so it's a weird parody so uh coming you know at the beginning of the season's one thing we're all gaining traction and doing our thing Going into the countdown. Okay. In the countdown, when we both, when I still had a chance at the championship, I'll tell you what, I never wanted to see Steve Torrance and my husband come home with zero <laughs> bonus money more in my life. And our team moved forward. Um, now, we did tally it up, and there were 24 events, as we all know, on the NHRA Mel Yellow Series. We came home between Top Fuel and then my seven race series and factory stock. 17 Wally's. so 17 times of 24 we but in the pritchett household won a race that is a lot of celebration
1: <laughs> life is not um, bad to be a pritchett right now
3: <laughs> no so but um, there's a good majority of the time you know i'm i'm with i'm with my team you know we that means that we lost in the final or anywhere before that and um and we're i'm gonna tell you what we were We're always going to be, what could we have done different or better or faster? How could I have done things different? So you're not in the best of greatest of moods. You're not in the, let me go celebrate somebody else's success. So Gary and I, we do a good job of separating that, helping each other. It sucks. We don't get to talk about our race cars at all. I mean, we just, we, we don't. And there's things I know that we're doing that I'm super excited about from an engineering standpoint with Mopar that I would love to go home and be like, hey, but I Okay. But I don't. I can't. <laughs> you can't. Because... <laughs> um, so it's it's unique. And then at the same time, we're on the search for sponsorship for him. He has the opportunity to drive uh, Johnny Lindbergh's alcohol, top alcohol funny car next year, 10 national events, seven uh, divisionals. He would run it all year long. That's obviously a big coin that goes with it. So as I'm pursuing funding uh, for Don Schumacher Racing and R2 programs, I want to see my husband chase his champ or, you know, his, his dream too, which is driving. And he debuted at the U S nationals last year, qualified third, went to the semis. He's like the epitome of the people's people. So it's definitely a full plate, um, but we're always hungry, and we always, you know, appreciate our fans and our partners and being able to come on and, and speak about what we're doing with you. It definitely is definitely the highlight of highlight of my week.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Leah. It's always fun catching up, and uh, you know, good luck on your sponsorship hunt. And uh, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, you make it out to Havasu next time. Uh, ping me, man. It'd be uh, be fun to get on the water with you sometime.
3: I will. Absolutely. Thanks everybody for listening. And again, um, happy birthday, happy anniversary seventh. And for those that are listening and want to follow along this off season and next year, Instagram, of course, is where I keep it the most real. It's Leah Pritchett underscore TF and uh, Facebook, Leah Pritchett TF for all of our PR news and media and Twitter, man, I'm, I'm a little bit behind on Twitter right now, but <laughs> it's, it's still the same. So thanks everybody for, uh, for following along.
1: Man, I don't know if you can pack uh, more into an interview than uh, Leah and I did into that 30, 40-minute interview. We uh, Because we had to spice it up for national syndication, uh, I am going to drop that in Project Action this week, uncut. So if you want to hear it uncut, uh, uncensored, just, uh, you know, I guess wire to wire, uh, definitely check out Project Action over there on Podcast One this week because uh, we're going to drop that thing in its entirety uh, right there into the slot. But uh, thanks to Leah Pritchett and my friends there at Don Schumacher Racing uh, for everything. That uh, you know they've done, and uh, you know all the interviews they booked for us, and everything else. Um, you know, just some great people. Definitely should be following around uh, their social media accounts. See what uh, you know, Caps and Antron and Leah, and uh, gosh, their, their roster of athletes is so big over there. At DSR, but uh, definitely worth following on social media. So just a shout out to them. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in to seventh anniversary show. We're gonna take a short break. Uh, we come back, uh, kind of wrap up hour number one, roll into hour number two, and we got Wayne Matlock on the line in hour number two. So we're gonna take a short break. We'll be back after this. This on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
0: Call the Debt Helpline
2: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California You're
0: listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
1: Welcome back to the down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris razor. Just wrapping up, uh, I guess our number one of, uh, this seventh anniversary show. Thank you guys for, uh, uh tuning in to, uh, the show, continue to support us and, uh, you know, help watch us grow. Uh, always like getting feedback from you guys and, uh, you know, and, and obviously Leah Pritchett, that was the a number one, you know, she's on this week because you guys gave feedback, said, Hey, we want her on the show. So I reached out, boom, there you go. Leah Pritchett. Um, so yes, uh, Thank you guys uh, once again. Uh, we're really trying to uh, help grow our iTunes channel, so uh, make sure and go over to Down and Dirty Show or Punching Jim Beaver there on iTunes. Uh, should pull up. Hit the subscribe button, and if you have a chance, leave a rating. And if you leave a review, if you leave your Twitter, Instagram at use the name of the review. I will follow you back on social media. But definitely subscribe to it. We are going to uh, starting next year drop a bunch of uh, um, you know stuff throughout the week that's going to be uh, mainly just found on iTunes. So all these other channels that the show isn't on. Um, you know, are that it is on uh, some of those episodes. They're not going to air there. It's just going to be stuff strictly iTunes-driven. So uh, you definitely want to uh, go and subscribe on iTunes uh, to keep it uh, locked and loaded for all of uh, the content that we're producing here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. And uh, make sure and check out my other show, Project Action, as well. It's where uh, stuff like this uncut Leah Pritchett interview. I'm going to drop that uh, this Thursday on Podcast One on Project Action. So uh, you can get some of the director's cut stuff and some of the amazing other interviews that I do with uh, celebrities and. And action sports athletes and stuff like that so uh, make sure and check all that out and then my boy chris leone uh keeping the website down under dot dialed in with all the latest in motorsports and news uh all kinds of content dropping over there uh we got our facebook group as well that we uh, share all kinds of news in so i don't know a ton of outlets this things kind of uh, steamrolled into this like full-blown media company went from uh little online radio show and podcast and man now we've got like all these multi arms on this octopus and things like that so uh you know honestly uh you know wrapping up hour number one here of this uh i guess seventh anniversary show episode number 365 and i uh, just want to tell you guys uh, you know thank you for the continued support uh you know i do this every single week and uh, if it wasn't for you guys tuning in we wouldn't be doing this so uh uh thank you guys seriously man it uh, uh means the world to me that uh, you guys tune in and, I'm, and my instagram's blowing up people saying and congratulations and like this show wasn't meant to be that you know or pat on the back it was just like hey uh you know you know this is seven years and uh man you guys are you know definitely uh um showing me some love so i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and uh we are going to take a short break we come back hour number two we got to preview hour number two and uh, we're going to have wayne matlock on the show so stay tuned to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor